I can never forget that night when my father walked into the house with a very sad countenance. Of course, my mother, a woman of faith, knew instantly that something was wrong. After some very solemn conversation, I saw my mom broke down in tears. I was barely seven years old at the time, but it still feels like yesterday. Her agonizing tears broke through the night as she wailed and cried, Why, oh Lord, why, why? She groaned like a woman in travail while my father, a man of faith, tried to console her. I finally got to know that my father and some of the finest believers and disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ at the time left for a missionary trip to a riverine remote village in Nigeria. And while they sailed towards their final destination, they had a fatal boat accident. And that night, that beautiful night, ten of the world's best missionaries ceased from their labors. They went to be with Jesus Christ that night. Among them I can remember very vividly was a zealous, dynamic sister who was a few days from her wedding. I cannot cease to wonder why she was on that, that, that boat. You would have expected a bride to be busy traveling around to find the best wedding gowns or making plans with event managers for food to make a wedding a great success. She, however, wanted to reach out to the unsaved. And as I remember the story yet again, I recall to mind the words of the beautiful hymn written by Charles Luther, must I go and empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior's soul? Not one soul with which to greet him must I empty-handed go. Together with the amazing nine faithful servants of Jesus, driven with a fervent burning passion for souls, they said goodbye to this world and ascended to glory to meet their master while they were in active service. My father and some amazing wonderful men and women of God survived the accident because God still had some work for them to do on the side of eternity. They wept. They cried. They received the comfort and consolation of the Holy Spirit. And a few weeks later, my father and some other missionaries packed their bags again driven and motivated by the unquenchable fire and passion for their God-given assignment and they returned to that same village. They returned to that same riverine village. They passed through the same waters that consumed ten of their brethren to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Behind their conviction to return and reach out to that remote village in darkness was a burning and unquenchable zeal and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, friends, our zeal for the Lord is the driving force and burning passion for the assignment that God has committed into our hands. 
the zeal for the Lord determines how high a man or woman will rise in the realms and affairs of the Spirit. The zeal for the Lord determines how high a man, a woman, a youth will rise in the realms and affairs of the Spirit. So what are the spiritual indicators? What are the signs? What are the proofs that a man or a woman is completely consumed with the zeal, the burning, fervent passion for the Lord? How will you know that you are on fire? There is an unquenchable passion, fervent devotion to God that cannot be stopped by men or by situations and circumstances. And the first, the first as impressed on my heart by the Holy Spirit, is a burning heart. A burning heart. Two wearied disciples were on their way to Emmaus when they met the risen Lord. And Luke chapter 24 verse 28 to 34 tells us that by this time they were nearing Emmaus, I read, and the end of their journey. So Jesus acted as if it were going on. But they begged him, they begged the Lord Jesus, saying, Stay the night with us. It is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, Didn't our heart burn within us? As he talked with us on the road and explained the scripture to us, didn't our heart burn? Was there no burning heart? There were burning sensations in our heart while he spoke to us and exposed the scriptures. Verse 33. And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, The Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. What would have the disciples who pleaded with Jesus to stay denied with them? What would have made them to rise up from their table and return to Jerusalem in the dead of the night? What fired them up? What ignited the zeal and the holy passion to, to return to Jerusalem traveling 11 kilometers? from Emmaus to break the news of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to their brethren. What will have done that? I am convinced that it is nothing short of a burning heart. The Lord Jesus appeared to them, set their heart on fire and disappeared. Hallelujah. The heart of a man, the heart of a man is the critical mass of the matter. It is the central focus of heaven, the prey of the devil, and the target of the world. Friends, it is an unwritten spiritual principle that when a heart is set on fire by the Lord, the work is done. The work is done. For such a life has been set on an automated spiritual mode. 
A burning heart is a strong reflection of a fervent devotion and passion for the Lord. It is the heart that causes a man to go to any length to share his experience with the Savior with others. The flames of a burning heart are sustained or fueled by three powerful burners. Three powerful burners. The first is a deep love for God. A deep love for God. The second is a clear understanding of the purpose. The purpose and the plan of God. And the third is a clear divine vision coupled with humility. A man or woman lacking in these three things may burn, but for a little while. He may burn, but for a little while. It was their deep love for a man they knew not that made the two disciples constrain the Lord Jesus Christ to spend the night with them. And while he sat at meat with them, he took bread and broke it and gave it to them in their own home. And as soon as they heard from his hands, as soon as they from the hands of the Savior, their eyes were opened and their vision became sharp and their strength, their strength was renewed. Certain things may not be activated in our lives until we express deep love and affection for our Lord and Savior. A clear understanding is a powerful burner that sustains the intensity of the flames of a burning heart. If there is no clear understanding of purpose and fervent zeal and burning passion in a heart on fire, that fire will burn out. We experience so much burnout in our generation today because so many people's zeal is foiled by the praise and compliment of men. So when the praise and compliment ceases, the burning passion burns out. I have seen people who are very motivated and fervently committed to the cause of the kingdom only when all eyes are on them. And may I also ask if you are as committed to your private prayers to God as you are in the public. Many people can pray so nicely with many words and good English and grammar in the open, but their prayer life in the secret is nothing to write home about. There is no zeal and a fervent burning passion for prayer in the closet. In the open, their voice is the loudest, but in their home, their spouse will struggle with them to even make out time to seek the Lord together. Such zeal, passion is fueled by public appreciation and recognition. A genuine zeal and fervent burning passion for God must be fueled by a personal understanding of the will and purpose of God. The moment the two disciples on their way to Emmaus encountered the risen Savior and their eyes were opened, then they became strengthened and empowered. And as soon as their eyes were opened, the master disappeared for he knew that his work was done. Those whose eyes have been opened by the King of Kings need no motivation to continue in their pursuit of kingdom purpose. They are empowered and strengthened by God to go the extra mile and attain the highest height. 
burning zeal and a fervent passion for God is like a raging fire. It consumes anything and everything that attempts to stand in its way. A burning heart cannot be stopped. It cannot be hindered. It is too motivated to be discouraged. A burning heart cannot be killed, not buried. It endures. It endures forever. I conclude this day with the testimony of Apostle Paul according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 to 27. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the desert, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and have gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm, to keep me warm. Despite the terrific affliction of Apostle Paul, he remained unstoppable. His heart burned. His heart burned. His heart was on fire. It burned with such a flaming intensity that was unquenchable. 